0: Standing at the base of the Empire State Building on West 33rd Street, you wouldn't know you are a stone's throw away from another iconic New York hotspot. Hidden away in the basement of Legend's Sports Bar is the Football Factory, a mecca of football culture in the city. Premier League fans from all over the world gather together here to watch matches, despite the five-hour time difference between England and the East Coast.
1: It's Sunday and it's about six minutes to nine in the morning. I've had something to eat and a hot chocolate. Stopped on the Starbucks on the way, had had a Starbucks. Liquid, liquid
0: breakfast. Liquid gold, baby, liquid gold. Walking down the stairs into the windowless bar, you start to see framed t-shirts and memorabilia line what seems like every inch of the walls, with each club having its own dedicated shrine. Football factory regular Jason Becker gives me a tour of the scarves which hang from the ceiling.
1: Go around the world just on this row, from like Manchester United to Bologna oh, yeah, yeah, to uh, you know, Zenit Moscow. It just, I mean, Ajax Amsterdam. There's a nice little Leicester section there too in the middle.
0: I should mention that Jason is more than a little biased. He's one of the co-founders of the New York Foxes, a Leicester City supporters group who meet regularly at the bar to watch matches together.
1: We almost started it like. As a joke. Not not as a joke, but it was not so serious. But we just wanted folks to know, like, hey, if there's a Leicester game on, here's where it will be, and you can show up and watch with other fans. Like, when we played the FA Cup final in May, people flew in from other parts of the country. They they wanted to watch with Leicester fans.
0: Jack Keane, or as regulars call him, the governor, started the football factory in 1993. I asked him why he opened the bar.
1: I just to fill a void in New York there was basically nobody showing football at at that time
0: His dedication to showing matches so early on the weekends has paid off as there are more than 30 supporters groups who call the football factory their home
1: You know, certain clubs just adopted the bar over the years and that's what you know, that's the situation Um, It's very difficult to keep them apart at times a lot of them don't get
0: on Now, you might be wondering how does it work having rival supporters groups in the same space? The answer? Flags Here's Jason again
1: You've got to have a big flag. You've got to have your eight by twelve flag up here. You know, th- yeah. they're great for photos, but they're also, you know, I think serve a functional purpose. Kind of helps kind of divide up and segregate the bar a little bit. So, so your fans will be behind your flag, and their fans will be behind that flag. Come
0: oh, on, Photo, you guys know the drill. Come on, lads, come on. Three, two, one. Not being able to see the other team does not stop healthy matchday rivalries here. Kelly from New York, a member of the Chelsea Blues supporters group, enjoys soaking up the matchday atmosphere and letting the other team know she's there.
1: Like, the energy down here is so much fun. Literally, because I scream with all the guys. So it's like, this is my place. I yell at the other uh, fans. I yell at the other team, and they yell at me back. It's bad. As long as we don't insult our mothers, you know, family. Blah, blah, blah. As long as there's no bottle throwing, chairs out flying.
0: That's John Fernandez from Queens, who travels to Manhattan especially to watch matches with the Chelsea Blues. For him, the game unites fans from both sides in the city.
1: because you know, 'cause they'll say to you, like, Oh, Chelsea suck. Or like who you like, Liverpool? Like, oh okay, you suck too. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we can, we buy beers. We're drinking at the at the end. But back in UK, I think twice.
0: Lucy, a homegrown Crystal Palace fan, also finds that watching games in New York is quite different from the UK. Whilst she's been here on holiday, the New York Eagles, the Palace supporters group, have given her a warm, or some would say, American welcome. There's some kind of camaraderie. Like, when I walked in, the guys were just sort of waved. And, like, I just felt like, you know... Whereas I think in, in the UK, we can be quite British and a bit like, oh it's somewhere you could come on your own, feel part of... I think that's quite unique. In New Yorker Brandon's experience, sports goes hand in hand with the welcoming culture of the city.
1: I think it's, I think it's the best place to watch anything, any sport in New York, because I mean everywhere you go you're going to have an association with a team or a club or just a big group of people when I've gone to bars by myself and watched games and I've immediately made friends just like that. And I wouldn't put it on our personalities to do that, I would put it on New York because it's so welcoming, facilitating like that, I love it.
0: Jason admits that watching here is not for the faint of heart, but his love of Leicester City is unwavering.
1: Like, why would anyone in their right minds do this? But it's, you know, once you fall in love with a club, it's kind of, you know, you you wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah, we're all crammed in a subway car. Like, we're all here in this car, right?
0: On the concrete aisle of Manhattan, fans come to the Football Factory for the sport and leave with acquaintances and often friends. You could say the bar is a modern-day no-man's land, a territory which belongs to no team in particular but the sport. This is Tamara Kamornick reporting for WNSR.
1: Football Factory, 6 West 33rd, New York, New York. Thank you
0: so much.
1: My pleasure, love.